0: Hello and welcome to a special midweek edition of Sports moles Football Shorts. I'm Barney Corkill and I'm with our football editor, Matt Law. And as the festive fixture schedule begins to pile up, we're here to talk about game week 13 of Premier League action. Uh, game week 14 was a fascinating one. All the big six dropping points, didn't they? Um, and one of the big six or two of the big six are actually in action tonight on Tuesday. So we'll get straight into it with Wolves versus Chelsea. Matt, how do you see that one going? Yes,
1: yeah, so it's a very big one, isn't it? To kick off the, the next game week, I thought. I mean, Wolves. I say it loads of times. I don't know every time I see them, they, they are just a very odd team to watch, aren't they? When I mean, we back, back them, I certainly backed them to to beat Villa last time out, and to lose one 0 at home, mm. coming off the back of the Liverpool result was was just so disappointing. Leaves them down in thirteenth. I mean, you can't look too much into table at this stage, can you? But they just, I think, a lack of goals is a little bit concerning. Obviously, Jimenez is. He's out, and and, and Silva's in, Not not scored yet. I mean, Adam Atura as well, not no Premier League goals this season. there's a lot of talk about him, how good he is, and how you know explosive he can be. But no Premier League goals for him. I think Podence has only got a couple. You know, um, and it's just Neto's Neto's got three. I think it's just it's a little bit concerning their lack of a goal scorer. Depends on how long Jimenez is out, and and it's obviously a huge game. Chelsea on the other hand, you know, poor result. At Everton wasn't it? It was a, the penalty mm. that decided the game, but. Not great. I thought if if it was a really big opportunity for them, wasn't it, to to maybe you know make a bit of ground and and fire themselves, obviously, to the top with with Liverpool and Tottenham both dropping points, but wasn't to be. Uh, It's it's a really interesting one. I almost went Chelsea here, but I just, I just, I'm just not sure. It's got you look at it, don't you? It's got a one-one written all over it. Chelsea's away form recently in all competitions has been quite good, but still not. Totally convinced by you know them over long stages of games and Wolves. I think Wolves have been missing Moutinho. I think suspended. Um, obviously Jimenez is out. But apart from that, you know, looking okay injury wise. Uh, I've just gone one one in the end. Maybe sat on the fence a little bit, but but just struggling to back Chelsea. So I've gone one one
0: was a difficult one to call. This one wasn't it? I think Wolves, with their, um, I mean, this is a buzzword for the season, isn't it? The inconsistency and the unpredictability of it. They've, um, you mentioned they're down in thirteenth, five wins and five defeats from their twelve games so far this season. Um, but they'll be looking at it from the point of view that one victory takes them up to up to sixth potentially, as high as that. So still, obviously, a very congested Premier League table. Um, but yeah, they'll be so disappointed with their four Mormon in the last five. That was against the Arsenal. Their last two uh, performances and results in particular have been really disappointing. Um, and you mentioned their struggle for goals. Only 11 all season, which is a really poor record. And obviously they had uh, Raul Jimenez for most of the season. Now they're, with, they're without their main goal scorer as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for them to overcome that loss because when they struggle with him to get goals... Um, and up against the Chelsea team have improved so much at the back um, since the early stages of the season. I can just see Chelsea coming out on top in this one. Um, as you say, a really difficult one to call this one. It could go either way, and both certainly still have the uh, quality to go and win these types of games. But for me, I've just gone for Chelsea 2-1 in this one. Um, I suspect a more straightforward one to call is Man City versus West Brom next up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Man City started to hit their stride, but obviously... That draw against Manchester United last time out was a very dull affair, wasn't it? Not really much happening at either end of the pitch. Um, and you'd suspect United were probably the happier of the two teams from um, uh, from that point because their home form and Man City were starting to hit their stride. But Man City's defensive record at the moment is really good. And coming up against West Bromside, side, who are 19th in the table, just one win from the opening 12 games, does only look like one result with this one. Um, it's probably sort of falls into the same category as Man City's recent home games against Burnley and Fulham in terms of it looks like a home banker and obviously both of them they, they won pretty comfortably Fulham they only won 2-0 but probably should have won by more uh, Burnley they only won 5-0 uh, so they won 5-0 and I can see them racking up a similar scoreline here not quite 5-0 I've a couple of Man City 5-0 wins in this prediction competition and got them right but I think I'm going to stick with 4-0 in this one I've gone for
1: I've actually only gone 2-0. Um, I just I just think, you know, City this season, I mean, I know, obviously I do expect them to win. I expected to be a comfortable 2-0, you know, maybe have a lot of chances and and maybe you just score, just score a couple. But, you know, City, the game against United was a very odd performance, wasn't it, from Guardiola's side. Mm. It was, United would have been a little bit, you know, feeling a little bit sorry for themselves after the Leipzig game and I expected City to come flying out of the traps and they've done loads of times at Old Trafford against United, you know, over the last 10 years or so and it just, wasn't to be was it at all they were quite happy to sit back really get a point there was so many occasions Sterling picked up the ball down the left and he just cut back he wasn't interested in flying forward which was you know, obviously, that, obviously that's Obviously, that been drilled into him by, by the manager to be a little bit more conservative but I mean it's so tight up there. you look at the table at the moment City in ninth there's six points off the top with a game in hand and it's so close, isn't it? That top half of the table, even from probably Wolves upwards, to be honest, in 13th, you know, there's only eight points between the sides and a lot of teams, you look at Villa, they've got a couple of games in hand and they're sitting in 10th. So it's going to start taking shape, I think, the league table. I do expect City to move up the table in the coming weeks and I expect them to win this game West Brom you know, worst defensive record in the league this season struggling for goals i thought they were a touch unfortunate at newcastle i thought they they were obviously fought back to after conceding so early and, and managed to get back to 1-1 but but lost in in you know the, the second half of that game which was really disappointing and i just i do fear for them a bit this season you only one win like you say six points the gap to Burnley, I think the fact that Burnley and Fulham both picked up you know, really good results at the weekend is obviously really not ideal for West Brom, especially going into this game, which is going to be very tough. I think they've lost the last 14 against City in all competitions, which is you know, not, not ideal, uh, to, to say the least. And yeah, tough game. I can see where you're coming from. And I was sort of thinking when you were talking, shall I go maybe change it to three? But I will stick with two. Um, and yeah, obviously I expect it to be comfortable either way, 2-0. Yeah, I think
0: that West Brom defensive record, although they have tightened up, they haven't really been getting beaten by big scorelines, apart from obviously at home to Crystal Palace recently. They have tightened things up recently, but I can just see Man City enjoying Mm. themselves a bit. West Brom's away record is awful as well. So yeah, uh, both going for a comfortable Man City win, but me 4-0 or Matt 2-0 in that one. Um, All right, Wednesday 6pm. There's a a bumper day of Wednesday action, isn't there? loads of games on there. Um, First up, it's Arsenal versus Southampton. Um, and Arsenal are in a lot of trouble at the moment, aren't they? Mikel Arteta, the pressure is really on him. That defeat to Burnley was just a miserable, miserable game for them, wasn't it? And I think it's now four home defeats in a row. Um, They can't even seem to get a goal, let alone a point at the moment. Uh, Southampton seem to be in stark contrast to that. They're in flying form at the moment. Um, I think it's one defeat in the last 10 Premier League games and even that one they'll be kicking themselves at losing because they had the 2-0 lead against Manchester United. Up into fourth after um, Chelsea dropped points, they leapfrog them up into the top four. Um, I mean, there's not going to be many occasions recently that Southampton have gone into a game against Arsenal's favourites, but I think probably they deserve that status in this game, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think they are favourites. Yeah, I mean, I almost went to Southampton. I've actually just got a draw in the end, just because I think the way things balance themselves out, I mean, Arsenal can't lose again, can they? I think it's the worst mm. home record for 61 years. lost four in the first mm. top flight record, uh, sorry, for, for 61 years. To lose four in a row is talking about Manchester United's poor form to lose four on the bounce at home and you're talking to teams that you should really be beating I mean the longer the Burnley game went on and it was nil-nil you just you just felt like the Burnley goal was coming obviously the way it came was even worse for Arsenal that own goal from a Yang, who's having a really really poor season you know there's a massive contract really really big big contract similar to Ozil's situation and just really struggling now and I don't know if he's lost his motivation or he's not confident his teammates maybe a bit of both and just yeah just not happening at all and it's a it's a really tough game for. it's probably one of the worst games you'd want because uh, at least if you're playing a you know, you're playing a city or a Liverpool it's the, the stature of the game and you can sort of understand if Arsenal were to lose again but to lose to Southampton would just be terrible and but there's such a good side aren't they they're, say sitting up and full mm. for the moment and they've maybe shown consistency this season where others haven't I think they're really honest and I think you know what you're going to get from Southampton they've got a lot of you know, players who are very consistent. You know, they're not brilliant one week, poor the next. They're just very, Ward-Prowse springs out. You know, Ramu in midfield and Danny Ings, obviously, up front. They've got so much quality. Vestergaard's had a great season at the back as well. He, he struggled, you know, when he first came to the club. But it's a really, really tough one. And a very, very close win to Southampton in the end. But, yeah, I just think that the way things balance itself out, Arsenal can't be as bad as they were against Burnley. So, it's gone 1-1.
0: Yeah, that thought did cross my head. That surely Arsenal have to pick up at least a point at home soon because that run can't go on for much longer. But just based on the form book and the league table, really, I can't really ignore Southampton. I've gone for a Southampton one 0 win. Um, I, I did the preview for this game, and I think you look back at where Southampton were at this stage of last season. They're nineteenth in the table, looking set for relegation. The progress they've made in that in that year or so is incredible. Um, from Arsenal's point of view, you know they. Arteta wasn't quite in charge yet, but um, it's been a year of two halves really under him to get to the FA Cup final, win the FA Cup. And then since then, just a few months later, to find himself potentially maybe only a couple of a couple of games away from getting the sack. If things go on like this, it, it can't be too much longer. I know I come out and, and given him his backing, but just to be 15th in the table, four wins, seven defeats from their last 10 Premier League games, it is um, now including those four uh, defeats at home in a row that is relegation form at the moment. There's what I think is one point from the last fifteen available in the Premier League. Um and I know there has been jokes from Roy Keane and people saying, you know, they, they should have enough to stay up, but right now they're in relegation form. And when you put that in contrast to Southampton's form, seven wins. Only Leicester have won more game so far this this season. I, I can only see one winner here. And as you say, it is, it's is such a tough game for Arsenal. And yeah, probably one of the worst ones they could think of. Their record at home to Southampton is actually sensational. It's, so in terms of the history of this fixture, they probably couldn't wish for a better one. But as I mentioned earlier, there's not going to be too many occasions in the past where Southampton would have arrived in this game feeling like favourites. So I think that's the case here. So I'm backing them to get the the 1-0 win at the Emirates.
1: Um, also on Wednesday evening is Leeds versus Newcastle. How do you see that one going? Yeah, this was a really tough one. This is the one I looked at. A lot of them uh, stuck out for me of, of draws or wins, but this one I sort of, was struggling with a touch. I mean, Leeds, it's probably a similar situation you've said with Arsenal before, you, or City, sorry, before that you, you sort of think they might be doing a little better than they are before you actually look mm. at the their position in the table. I mean, they are, I mean, they've have come up, listen, they're 14th in the table at the moment and it, it wasn't going to be, you know, they're not going to be, I don't think they're going to finish in the top half this season. I don't think they'll go down but, if they were to finish around, you know, 13th, 14th, I don't think that would be bad considering, you know, because they need to consolidate at this level. They can't come back up and expect to finish, you know, in, in you know, in and around, you know, seventh, eighth. So it's it's going to be an interesting few weeks for Leeds. I think Newcastle, obviously they've had, you know, the coronavirus problems, fitness problems. They've had quite a few injuries. And again, going into this game, there's still a few players that might not be available. Obviously Callum Wilson's had a great start to the season for Newcastle. I think without him, They'd be sitting because obviously they're sitting 12th at the moment, which is quite a good return. They obviously got a game in hand on a lot of teams around them. If they didn't have him this season, maybe they'd be, or probably would be, not maybe they would be further down the table. But yeah, this this was a really tough one. You know, I'm expecting a tight game. I've just gone leads in the end. I think obviously their home form this season hasn't been great at all, to be honest. They were they were really good at home to Arsenal a few a few mm. weeks ago, and but lost to West Ham, didn't they? Last time out at home, lost at home to West Ham. Sorry. Um, Newcastle, big win over West Brom. But, yeah, I just think, you know, Leeds' injury situation is is okay, apart from a couple of defensive ones still. that um, They've still got unavailable. But apart from that, you know, they're okay going into this game. So, yeah, I've just gone 1-0 Leeds in the end, tight game. But, uh, yeah, tough one to predict, but, but Leeds just...
0: Yeah, very difficult one to predict this one. You mentioned Leeds home from there's two points on the last 15 available, but bizarrely, those two points have come against Man City and Arsenal, whereas they've lost to Wolves, Leicester, and West Ham. They've had a couple of really disappointing results recently. It's only one win in the last six Premier League games, and that includes 4 1 losses against Leicester and Crystal Palace, that home defeat against West Ham, and as well as West Ham are doing this season, you know, that that would be a, a match they're really disappointed to lose. And like you say, there is a perception that they're probably doing better than they actually are in the league table at the moment. And obviously, as we've mentioned, the league table is congested. A couple of wins will fire them right back up and they are a newly promoted side. We shouldn't lose sight of that because they were impressive in the opening weeks of the season. They went toe-to-toe with the likes of Liverpool and Man City. Um, they've still got the quality to to win a lot of these games, but you can't really ignore the form book at the moment. Newcastle have won their last two. Leeds have lost their last two. Um, so, yeah, it was a difficult one to call this one. I've, I've gone for a one-all draw in the end. Um, also at 6pm, the third 6pm game on Wednesday is Leicester versus Everton. I mentioned Leicester there, up to uh, third now in the table. They've won more games than anyone else in the Premier League this season, having a, another superb season. 3-0 winners against Brighton, comfortably wrapped that up before half-time um, last time out at the weekend. Uh, but they come up against an Everton side who made a timely return to winning ways against
1: Chelsea. Not many people expected that. How do you see this from learn? Yes, it's one of those that stands out for hopefully an entertaining game. I mean, you mentioned Leicester. I mean, they actually lost a third of their league games this season. You know, four defeats, which is a little bit surprising to be sitting where they are. But like you're saying, no, no draws at all, and you'd obviously be rather, you know, winning more if they'd have maybe a couple of those wins have been draws and, and the other way round, they'd be sitting further down. So you'd obviously rather rather put the wins on the board and have to suffer a few defeats in the process. But yeah, they're going to have another good season, Leicester. I think obviously disappointed finished the last season, but they will fancy their chances of being in around that top four. Obviously, Europa League has been tied up. I think it's three wins on the bounce now. Three really good performances. And and yeah, they'll be feeling confident. I think Everton, though, you know, the win over Chelsea was was a really big moment, I think, for, for Carlo Ancelotti. It's been a little bit of... The form recently has not been, you know, lost at home to Leeds, only drew at Burnley. Heading into that game, and mm. I mean, it was a, it was a strange game against Chelsea, wasn't it? It was very, very tight. The margins were obviously a penalty decided it in the end. There was a few other, you know, shouts in the game for maybe you know, penalties and and things like that. But it was a a huge win for Everton. You look at the table at the moment, Everton up in seventh at the moment. I know they've been a little bit inconsistent, but actually lost four times as well this season. Uh, Six wins, 20 points. And if you'd have handed that to Ancelotti to start the season, they have taken it. So it's a really interesting game, you know, both sides this season. You know, some goals, goals in both sides this season. But offensively, Everton... Little bit maybe they they can give you chances and and same similar story with Leicester really I do think you can get at them you know 15 goals conceded this season in 12 games from Leicester is not you know it's, it's quite a good record but you can get at them I think if you uh, if you put pressure on the back four so yeah maybe a little bit ambitious here but I've actually gone 2-2. two two two, two. I, I've I'm back in Leicester in this one I've gone for two now. I think the form they're in um,
0: at home especially after that win um, against Brighton obviously they had the defeat to Fulham um, quite recently at home as well but. They're, they seem to be doing well, apart from that Liverpool game. In the in the games against the the clubs you'd sort of maybe group into in, in where Everton are the sort of top half teams. They beat Wolves. Um, they obviously thrashed Man City early in, earlier in the season. They beat an Arsenal. They beat an Leeds. Um, those sorts of teams where they can play their football against. And I think Everton fall into that sort of category. Um, so I'm, I'm back at them to get the two a win here. Everton, as you mentioned, they have been inconsistent since that really good start to the season. I think. That Obviously, that good start to the season is why they're still up in seventh and still was only five points off the top of the table after such an inconsistent run. Uh, That win over Chelsea should have given them huge confidence and they'll come into this game believing that they can win this game. Um, And Leicester are are prone to the odd slip up like that. But uh, in the form they're in at the moment, uh, I think we're both big fans of Brendan Rodgers and the work he's done there. So I think think Leicester have got enough to win that one 2-0. Um, there's a big game up t- towards the bottom of the table, 18th place Fulham versus 16th place Brighton. Uh, two points separate them now in the table. Uh, Brighton have really seen that gap above the relegation zone cut down in the last couple of weeks. Fulham, uh, really good performance and good result against Liverpool, arguably deserve more than just the one-all draw uh, coming off the back of that 2-0 defeat to Man City. Um, in the last three games, they got four points from games against Leicester, Man City, and Liverpool, which is as many as they had got in their first uh, few games, at first, what, nine games of the season. Um, so, yeah, Scott Parker will be delighted with that return, even though obviously there's only one win in that time. He'll be delighted with that return from a tough run of games. Uh, Brighton looks easier on paper. Um, certainly, coming off the back of that defeat to Leicester, they looked a little less um, convincing than they have done in previous games, but they've also picked up some good results this season, notably also drawing one all at home to Liverpool. It's an interesting game, this one. How do you say um it Yeah,
1: it's a really interesting one, isn't it? I think Fulham, I mean, I mentioned it in the last podcast. I think I, since the, the Palace defeat, I think, you know, end of October, I thought they were poor in that game, but since then, you know, beat West Brom like I say, beat Leicester. They were unfortunate at West Ham, unfortunate against Everton and, and mm. City. Man City was always going to be difficult, almost a write-off game, to be honest. But the Liverpool game, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later uh, when we talk about Liverpool. But I mean, some of the decisions in that game, I thought I thought they all went against Liverpool. But, you know, we'll, we'll speak about that later. Lucky penalty for Liverpool. Fabinho challenges a penalty, you know, every single day of the week. I don't know oh, what chat. I'm watching, if, if that's not a penalty. But <laughs> no, I thought Fulham were really good, to be fair. It was a fantastic opening goal, wasn't it, from... From Reed, and then obviously Liverpool were always going to fight back in the second half. But to pick up a point and hold on—I mean, it's the same similar situation to the way they, I wouldn't say Fulham held on against Liverpool, but when the Leicester game a few weeks ago, when Leicester were putting the pressure on late on, they managed to hold on to win. When Ful- when Liverpool were having a lot of the ball late on, they managed to to hold on for a point, and that says a lot, I think, about Fulham. And, and like you say, with Brighton this season, we've both praised them, but Brighton only two points above Fulham, and for the criticism that Fulham have got. You know Brighton. They, I think the fact that when you are playing so well, and I do think they play well in games, and you're still getting beat, that's a little bit concerning, isn't it? Because you know, I think they need to maybe play a bit poorer and pick up some you know nitty gritty wins and and things like that. But I do think they're a really good side. I like them. I like the manager, and, and I think they do a lot right. But this is a really really big game, and I've actually gone Fulham here in the end. I just think based on the last two performances I saw. Um, Fulham, I, I do like what they're doing at the moment and Brighton, not sure you can really trust them to pick up you know, points in this game and they were poor against Leicester and never really in the game to be honest so yeah, I've gone, I've gone Fulham here
0: 2-1 I was very close to going the same but I've just gone for one all in the end I, I couldn't separate them but I, could, I fully understand why you've gone for Fulham I, I could see them being very confident of getting a result after that performance against Liverpool last time out um, Also at 8pm on Wednesday is West Ham versus Crystal Palace a London derby uh, How do you see this one going Matt?
1: Yeah, really, really, really big one, isn't it? Obviously, um, you know, two sides that, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, will, will be pretty pleased with the start to the season. Certainly West Ham, Palace as well. I mean, sitting up in 11th at the moment, 17 points is is a really good return. And, you know, West Ham, the, the win over Leeds was a really big one, wasn't it, to go and do that? It was similar to the when they beat Sheffield United a few weeks ago. And to go and win those sort of games, you know, they always were, you know, could pick up big points against the big teams. But to go and win those sort of games, but Palace, I think, will be... Really in good confidence. Uh, obviously after the West Brom last away game, you know five one, but but the, the game with Tottenham was a really big one, wasn't it? Tottenham going to that game wanting to pick up another three points, and obviously Palace had to rely on their goalkeeper to make some you know absolutely outstanding saves. He didn't cover himself in glory too much with the with the first one. Obviously I know he said the ball was moving from Harry Kane, and it was to a certain degree. But a player of that you know ability probably should save it. But the saves he made in the second half, you know, he got his side a point and. They're going this one big confidence. This was another one, to be honest. This was a similar situation with the Leeds and Newcastle one, where I was struggling a little bit. I haven't actually backed that many draws this week, so I have gone a draw here. I just think West Ham. I do do like West Ham, but they are prone to the. So, not, I'm not saying a draw would be a slip up but they are prone to the slip ups at home and, and to slip up against Palace and get a point would not be the end of the world I don't think for West Ham for where they are in the table obviously sick for the moment and I don't think it'd be because Palace have showed some really good signs recently so yeah just sat on the fence a touch but on 1-1 here
0: Yeah, again, this is another one which I could see going either way, really, but I just can't ignore West Ham's four at the moment. Four wins from the last five Premier League games. They'll be delighted with the start they've made to the season. They're scoring a decent amount of goals. They've won six of their 12 games this season, which is only one fewer than Tottenham and Liverpool at the top of the table. So they'll be delighted with their season so far, considering most probably would have expected them down towards the bottom of the table. Maybe, Maybe not involved in a relegation battle, but certainly down towards the bottom of the table, judged on recent seasons. Um, you've got to give David Moyes credit. He's done a really good job there so far this season. Um, Crystal Palace, yeah, they, they've got the abilities to pick up good victories. Obviously, recently, ones against Leeds um, and West Brom stand out as, as the really big wins they've got. But then they've got the ability to also fall to those defeats at Burnley um, against Newcastle United at home as well. So they're they're a bit... Played bay consistency as well. Five got five, uh, sorry, five wins, five defeats far the season. 18 4 17 against. You never know really what you're going to get from Palace. Um, uh, they're an improved team over the last two weeks since uh, Wilford Zaha has come back in. But I, I'm just back in West Ham to win this one because their form is so good at the moment. They'll be f- absolutely full of confidence coming off the back of that win at Leeds. Um, also on Wednesday is the standout game of the fi- uh, of the game week. It's Liverpool versus Tottenham. The top two going head to head. Uh, Liverpool obviously putting their sensational home form on the line um, against a team who looked capable and well look capable of damaging that home form. Technically, the the, the form of Harry Kane and Son, the, the thought of them on the break, the thought of Mourinho sitting back and trying to catch them on the break like he does away to top six teams. Um, Liverpool got to be really wary of this, and it was it's one of the biggest tests that home form will have. Um, taken in this time obviously I know Man City have come when they're they've been absolutely flying but Tottenham at the moment they'll be absolutely full of uh, confidence and it's a it's a fascinating contest absolutely identical record so far this season identical form over the last four games Uh, both picking up home wins but um, drawing away from home Liverpool against Fulham were hugely disappointing and they'll expect a much better uh, performance this time around certainly the the stature of the occasion should help them. Fans will be back in Anfield. I think it's the only um, midweek game with fans allowed back in now. Tier three's come back to London. Um, so that that would give them a boost. And obviously, they've got that home form. But it's, Tottenham will come into this match believing they have the capability of coming away with something, um, perhaps even a win, certainly, at least a draw. Um, obviously, level on points, only goal difference separated on top of the table. So it promises to be a fascinating contest. Um, And I can see, yeah, as I mentioned, I think Tottenham have got the tools to hurt Liverpool here, but it's just impossible to back against Liverpool when they've been in such good form um, at home. Anfield, I think it's 65 games and now 31 wins from the last 32 off the top of my head, which is just incredible home form. So yeah, I'm I'm struggling to back against Liverpool, but I've I've sat on the fence a bit with a one or draw in this game.
1: Yeah, I've actually gone 1-1. Before I uh, actually say my prediction, I'm going to make one statement and I'm going to ask you two questions. The statement is, I've not back Liverpool to lose since we started this last season, since we first started this podcast. Two questions (laughs) are, do you think the first one, the Fabinho challenge was a penalty? And do you think Liverpool's penalty? Do you think that was a penalty?
0: Fabinho was not a penalty, he got the ball, certainly got the ball, it's a very good challenge. But he's come through
1: the man, you can't go through the man. He hasn't, he's gone under the man's foot.
0: <laughs> he's gone under the man's foot and got the ball and in you know pre-VAR days you wouldn't have looked twice at that, which is one of the reasons I've grown to hate VAR so much. Um, the Liverpool penalty, if that got given against me, yeah, I'd be fuming, but by the letter of the law, it is a penalty. If that got given against Liverpool, I'd be um, Angry that it is the law, but that is the law. Unfortunately, it's flicked off his hand and this out of the silhouette. But as I've said before, that I think the handball law is a bit of a joke. So I wouldn't have liked to seen that given, but by the letter of the law, it was right to be given.
1: Yeah, I think at the second, like say the Liverpool penalty, you could you could understand by the rules. I just think the angle of of certain, the challenge. I think you know to go. Some angles it looked like he went through him, some angles it looked like he went under him. It was certainly a debate moment in that game and sort of kills the thing that Liverpool get every chat every decision against them. But I mean it was still a not a good result, was it, for Liverpool at all, to be honest? Yeah. I mean it's it's still very early in the season, but to draw a Fulham, you know, with respect to Fulham is not, not what Liverpool would have been looking for. I think the saving grace is the Tottenham also drop points uh will be a slightly tougher game uh, against Palace but I mean the league title is not going to be you know won or lost in this game it's not going to be the end of the world if someone loses this just because it's so tight there's so many games to play but yeah I think Tottenham like you mentioned I just think they've got the real tools to harm Liverpool who are still missing you know a lot of key players obviously Diego zota being out as well is, gives doesn't give them that you know top class option off the bench in the final third and Kane, Son I just think they're you know, it's going to be a, you know, Tottenham are not going to go there and open up, are they? We've seen it enough in mm. Mourinho's Manchester United days. I mean, I remember that famous, you know, 0 0 against Liverpool. It was almost, you know, a back, you call it, a back seven almost for United in that game. You know, Ashley Young, Valencia as, as mm. wing backs, slash, you know, extra full backs in a, you know, in a back six, back seven with a midfielder dropping in. So it's going to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a fantastic spectacle in terms of, you know, football. Liverpool are going to have a lot of the ball. But for me, you know, if Liverpool had Thiago in this game, I would really Mm. fancy them. It's just the way... Because he can do things that others can't, can't he? The way he moves the ball, quick passes, take the ball in the half turn, do it quickly. They really missed him against Fulham. I thought he was... You know more so than Van Dyke and, and players like that. So he's a huge miss, and if he was playing for Liverpool, I'd be back in Liverpool here. But under those um, circumstances, I just think I just think a one-one draw. Yeah, I don't think either manager be too disappointed. I mean, Liverpool go to Palace after this game, which is going to be a, a really tough one. But if they win that, they then have a couple of nice ones against West Brom and Newcastle. So Liverpool could go on a little run. Uh, could work the other way though. Tottenham. Tottenham obviously looking to, to pick up some points and Tottenham play Leicester in their next game. So it's a it's a really big one. But yes, similar with you, I am struggling to pick a winner, uh so I've just gonna yeah, gonna draw one one.
0: Yeah, as you say, the title's not gonna be one on lost in this game and one defeat for either side isn't gonna be, you know, too damaging, but there's the danger it then could spark a run and mm-hmm. you know, how tight the table is, a couple of defeats in a row, suddenly you could find yourself down um outside the top four even. So um, it's a huge game for them and it's obviously a big test of Tottenham's title credentials as well. So probably the biggest test yet. If they can come away from Anfield with a victory, it's hard to ignore them as you know proper title contenders um, this season. And they, they boast the best um, defensive record. Liverpool boast the best attacking record. So it promises to be a really good game. Uh, but neither Matt or I can pick a winner there. One or we've both gone for. Um, OK, there's two games on Thursday. There's Aston Villa versus Burnley to start off. Uh, Burnley coming into it off the back of that Massive victory against Arsenal for them. Obviously, a lot of talk has surrounded Arsenal after that game um, and the disappointing manner of their defeat. But for Burnley, it shouldn't be underestimated how big a win that was for them. Only the second win of the season, um, the first in a long, long time um, away to Arsenal or even against Arsenal home or away, I think so. Um, Aston Villa also coming in, into it off the back of a good away 1-0 win against Wolverhampton Wanderers. How do you see this one going?
1: yes i mean villa this season they they are very they can be very good can't they i mean i mentioned it a few a uh, few minutes ago they actually got two games in hand on a lot of teams above them you know they're 10 point uh, 18 points sorry from 10 games six wins this season you know six wins the same as chelsea you know same as united more more than man city this season so it's been an excellent start for villa and i think that's going to be their season i don't th- i think they're going to lose a lot of games i think they're going to win a lot of games and if they can do that they're going to find themselves, you know, sitting around mid-table. And if you could finish around, uh, you know, 10th, 11th, I think it'd be an excellent season for Villa because you can see them building again next season. They're not afraid to, you know, spend a bit of money. And I think they could do that again next season and hopefully in their eyes push for maybe, push higher up the table, you know, to become potentially, you know, a Europa League side or a challenger for the Europa League in, in the future, which would be fantastic for them. Burnley, like you mentioned, I mean, I wasn't sure, the reason why that I think was even worse for Arsenal was because I watched Burnley quite a lot this season and they have been quite poor in a lot of the games I've seen. And to go and win at Arsenal maybe says a little bit, or says a lot about Arsenal, but you do need to give Burnley credit. I thought they defended excellently. Tarkowski, I thought, it was excellent at the back. And he's he's obviously a, a been linked with a move away in the summer. And if they'd have lost him, I think they'd have been really struggling this season because he, he was excellent during that period of the game. And, and yeah, after watching Fulham pick up a... A really good result it was even more important for Burnley to go and get a big result and you know Villa got a really interesting little run coming up now I mean they play West Brom um, and, and Palace after this one then Chelsea and United in back-to-back games either side of the new year so it's, it's an interesting run for Villa to see what they're going to do this season Burnley on the other hand you know they play they play Wolves at home and Leeds away and end the year at home to Sheffield United so it's Again, both sides have got, you know, some some winnable games, but games that they could quite easily drop points in. Um yeah, I've just gone Villa here in the end. I'd be more confident if Villa were away from home, to be honest. They've been so good on the road this season. But yeah, I just think Villa at home to Burnley. I just think 2 1 Villa here.
0: Yeah, I, I went back and forth on this one. I've also gone for Villa. I've just gone for 1-0. I think Burnley's their lack of goals away from home um is a concern. Obviously, their only goal in the last four away games was their own goal from Abameyang. So um, they're really struggling to score on the road. They're not getting beaten by much, the uh, Man City game aside, but it's hard to see Villa doing what Man City did to Burnley, uh, obviously despite Villa being capable, as they've shown, of scoring goals this season. Um, and coupled with Villa's home form as well, which has really poor three defeats in a row against Leeds, Southampton and Brighton in the last three, um, it's really disappointing. So I can see this being a tight game and I wouldn't be surprised to see Burnley get something out of it. Uh, potentially a draw but I have just gone for Aston Villa in the end a narrow 1-0 victory for them to back up that win against Wolves um, okay capping off the game week is Sheffield United versus Manchester United uh, Man United picked up that draw against Man City um, at the weekend to bounce back from their Champions League exit um, as we've already said That was a pretty, pretty dull and uneventful game that one uh, but they should be very confident they're coming away with victory here. Their away form, as we know, in the Premier League this season is incredible. Best away form in the league. Uh, won all five games so far this season on the road. But Sheffield United, home all away, just can't buy a victory, can they? now? I think it's now uh, what, still one point from 12 games and 14 defeats from their last 15 in the Premier League. Only one point in that time. It's, it's horrendous form. And you know what is it now? Those results at the weekend made it eight points to safety and it's looking increasingly difficult to see them survive. Um, Chris Wilder said, "You know, on at the weekend they were beaten by the better side, um, and they need to just keep on working to get out of it. Um, And the Sheffield United board seem to be keeping faith with him, as they probably should. The work he's done in the last couple of seasons. You know, most people expect them to go down last season. So, for them to be struggling this season, you need to keep that in context. But um, the amount they're struggling, I think, has taken most people by surprise, mostly because of what they did last season." Um, but also because we've never seen anything quite like it in the Premier League year. And I think um, I think it's only actually Manchester United from the 1930s who have ever done worse in the top flight season at this stage of the season when they had zero points after 12 games. So their form is, is up there with the worst we've ever seen in the top flight at this stage of a season. So um, it's pretty much dire straits for them at the moment and they can't wish for a much tougher game than Manchester United away from home. Um, I can see only one result in this one. I've gone Manchester United 2-0 victory.
1: Yeah, I've gone 2 0 as well, United in this game. You know, Sheffield United this season just been so disappointed. You do feel like there's a big performance in them. And, you know, speaking from a Manchester United fan's point of view, I've just got a horrible feeling there's going to be a, you know, a really big performance from them. I hope it's not this week, uh, on mm-hmm. Thursday. Sorry, I hope it isn't, because I do feel like they I mean they've still got a lot of good players. I mean, they're missing Jack O'Connell at the back, who's who's really big miss for them this season this season, you know. It'd it been excellent, certainly excellent last season. and. You know, just their run at the moment, it's the goals, isn't it? Five goals, only five goals in 12 games. I mean, you're relying on, you know, keeping a clean sheet to even have half a sniffer winning a game. And it's just so difficult to do that in the Premier League for any side, let alone, you know, a side that's sitting bottom of the table. But United, on the other hand, I mean, you mentioned they're away form this season. Obviously, it's nine in a row now. It's going on almost a year since they lost away from home in the Premier League. And it was in January to to Liverpool. And that's, that's remarkable, isn't it? When you think about, you think about where they should be if they could sort out their home form where they could be in the table I and mean, you look at the table at the moment they're five points off the top with a game in hand and obviously Tottenham play Liverpool so one or both of those sides are going to drop points if they could pick up a win here you know sitting in a really strong position in the table going into a really I mean they play Leeds at the weekend I mean what a game that that could, could be you know Old Trafford such a mm. fierce rivalry between the two clubs and and got a nice couple of games after that, back-to-back. home. Well, they play Leicester on Boxing Day, which is tough, but then end the year against Wolves and Villa at home. And obviously, they're dangerous games. But, I mean, you mentioned their home form. This season's not been great, but but they'll fancy their chances of, of doing it. And, you know, if United could end the year, you know, in and around the top four, hand them confidence. Obviously, the Champions League was a huge disappointment. Um, obviously, Cavani might be available for this game. He, he's missed recently. But, yeah, the City game... I mean, I mean, another day. Rashford holds his run a touch and, and gets a penalty, and United might win that one-nil. And obviously, that's turned into an excellent result. It wasn't to be. I thought a point. I backed a point before the game, a draw, and I think a point was a good result against City at home. You know, I know it was a poor game, and and people were saying, "Oh, it's not what Manchester United do." But unfortunately, this is. The, the, the side of Manchester United are at the moment they're not a flying side that's going to go and beat everybody and flying high at the top of the league it's you know, a bit of a reality check for where they want to be and in my opinion it was a, a good result against against Manchester City so yeah it's a it's a potential banana skin just because you know you have a feeling for games sometimes and you think Sheffield United have to be, they have to start getting better at some point and they are due a big performance and they're, they're not a bad side you can, they've still got a lot of quality in the side and can make it tough but But I hope, you know, I I have gone 2-0 United here and I I am confident they'll win this game and it will leave them hopefully, you know, moving up the table a little bit more. So, yeah, 2-0 Manchester United.
0: Yeah, it's pretty impossible to back anything other than that, given their the, their, home, their form at the moment, Sheffield United. All right, thank you, Matt, as ever. Um, we will be back on Friday for our next round of fixtures. They keep on coming thick and fast in this festive fixture schedule. Uh, but for all these games and plenty more, the Championship and there's European Games in midweek as well, uh, you can find previews and features over on Um You can also subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, and you can also subscribe on YouTube to make sure you don't miss an episode. Uh, so thanks for joining us and we hope to see you again soon.